Verdict handed down Wednesday in Virginia in the Depp Heard trial found that Johnny Depp had been defamed by three statements in an op-ed written by his ex-wife in which Heard said she was an abuse victim, but it didn't all go Depp's way. Here's the actual verdict. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. Ms. Heard's claim against Mr. Depp, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $0. Now, the jury, as you heard there, awarding Depp more than $10 million, also awarding Heard $2 million. It's a very complicated system there, concluding that uh, she was actually defamed by a lawyer for Depp who had accused her of creating a detailed hoax surrounding the abuse allegations. But not only did this play out for the jury, but, of course, it's played out all around the world in social media with Team Depp and Team Heard. And a lot of it has had an impact and is going to have an impact on survivors of domestic and sexual violence. Mandy Gray is a gender justice expert and a researcher at the University of Calgary. Joins me now. Hi, thank you for having me. Are you surprised to how this whole trial has become kind of part of a wider culture war right now? I think it's been a long time coming. Um, I started studying defamation lawsuits in 2016, and I am not surprised how it's been taking up, been taken up. What's the message for Canadians? Obviously, we you know we watch these things. We often think that American rules are our rules, and that's not the case. Well, give me a a sense of context of, of the Canadian experience. Absolutely. So, in terms of the lawsuit itself, it was a defamation case, which I think has kind of been lost in the details, and. In the Canadian context, things are actually a bit more grim for people who have uh, experienced violence and want to report violence. In terms of the burden that is placed upon them, as many know, uh, free speech is very protected in the United States, which I think is why a lot of people are surprised by this outcome. Uh, In Canada, not so much. There is less protection of speech. And um, lots of people don't know this, but reports to the police um, are not protected from defamation action. And I think that is something that people who have experienced gendered violence are going to take into consideration before making reports or even public disclosures that they are a survivor of gendered violence out of fear of being sued. Do you think that the, this verdict and the, just the experience uh, of it and watching it play out on social media will uh, deter victims from coming forward? I do think it will deter people. And I think even if she had been successful in this lawsuit, I think that the public humiliation that happened on social media, the way that private messages were read in court, I think people are really considering at what cost am I coming forward? Uh, So I think the legal outcome has given another reason not to report, not to come forward, not to do advocacy work in this sphere. 
But I think that outcome would have happened regardless, just how brutal the legal process was and how little public support Amber Heard had received. And I think that was really apparent to people who were were watching the trial, uh, specifically on social media. Uh, TikTok specifically was uh, quite brutal in how they depicted Heard um, and kind of uh, minimized the actions of Johnny Depp at every opportunity. What has been the influence of social media like TikTok, do you think, in all of this? I think the impact of social media has been huge. Uh, I wasn't really following the trial in the beginning, and it was inescapable on TikTok, on Twitter. And that's where my interest came, because I was really curious about the way it was being depicted, the way Amber Heard was being depicted, um, how there were jokes about sexual violence, about domestic violence, and just a lot of misinformation being spread about victimization, uh, intimate partner violence more generally. And it's particularly concerning for youth who is the dominant demographic on the TikTok app And this is their primary source of learning about domestic violence. And so um, I became particularly concerned about the misinformation for young people and who are uh, likely to experience dating violence. At the same time, we have um, the Amber Heard uh, libel trial or defamation, rather. Uh, We also have the Jacob Hogard trial underway in Toronto, the jury is out deliberating right now. These are two very, very different circumstances. I I will say that off the top. But at the same time, there is a sort of, you know, watching what the complainants have gone through on the stand and what that does in terms of chill. Could you talk to me about that? Have you been following that case at all? Yeah, absolutely. I um, have also testified in a criminal sexual assault trial myself. And when there was a conviction, honestly, the conviction had so little meaning after how brutal the experience of cross-examination was, of just the complete disregard for any of my privacy rights. And so speaking from personal experience here, um, even at the outcome that was favorable, uh, we'll say, it was later overturned on appeal, um, I didn't feel any sort of victory because the process was so demeaning and humiliating, really. So I think we're seeing that. And like you said, these cases are different. One is a defamation trial and one is a criminal sexual assault trial. But the process has a lot of similarities in terms of how uh, women are depicted, especially women who disclose having experienced gendered violence by a man in a position of power. Mandy, I very much appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Mandy Gray is a researcher at the University of Calgary who studies defamation lawsuits against people who report sexual violence.